Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel with uh, another episode of our Ecom Show, and today I have as a guest uh, one of our email account managers, Valentina, from the distant China. And uh, today we will talk about the new iOS, iOS 15. Um, iOS 14 just came out a few months ago, but now we are already afraid of the next version. So we will discuss that and also how it affects everyone's email marketing in e-commerce and campaign plans. So it will be an interesting topic. Hey, Valentina, how are you? Where are you now, Hi, actually? Daniel. Right now, I'm in the rainy Shanghai. Uh, I'm home. I just uh, I just arrived today from like two two days escape uh, into into nature because sometimes I need to to get some like nature vibes and uh, relaxation uh, away from uh, from the city. You really like nature, right? Uh, it's yes. not the first time that you are going out. Yes, I, I love nature. I think that I'm somehow like an introverty, like I have an introverty personality and um, I get energy in the silence and uh, where I can talk and I can I can reflect. Uh, I talk like to myself, like out loud. And I also I have like some self conversation with me. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a way for me yes to get um, to yes to receive some some energy and get like charged for are you for into meditation as well yeah okay yeah. nice i, I, mean, I do it not... every day as well oh really you do you do yeah, yeah. like guided meditation or nothing fancy really um i try different things and what still works for me the best is just uh sit- sitting down and staying silent for like 15 minutes and that's it really um yeah are you more like an introverted or extroverted personality i don't know uh if uh, i check the personality test it says i'm really extroverted um but i think i think i'm becoming more introverted in the last years also because of my job so you know i work in front of the computer still i have many calls but I have to think on systems and all of that. And it makes you introverted, I think. I would say also due to COVID because uh, we were not able to see anybody uh, in the last years, or at least it was difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Before we jump into the technical things, so tell us more about your background. I know, and actually you wrote uh, some notes here. I'm, I'm reading them and actually uh it's it's funny because when we hired you uh we don't ask uh, all of these questions so i'm still learning about you a lot here so you learned uh, linguistic science and you yeah. studied in china in shanghai right yeah and, actually uh, yeah i i studied like to to be close like to the china world uh during my university because i decided to study chinese 
because yes, I would like to study some like different languages. Uh, I speak like Spanish, English, of course, Italian is my mother tongue, I'm Italian. And then I, I need something different. And uh, I came to, to China the first time, 2016, because I was doing like a, a summer programs because I want like the real Chinese experience and see how it would be like to, to live here and study here. And then I was, yeah, I mean, I, I realized that I really like uh, China and, uh, and Chinese. Um, and also I, I think that it's really important like uh, Chinese right now. And um, I moved here long-term last, uh, last November in 2020 during like during the, the COVID. COVID. Yeah, during COVID, like they, they opened the flight and after some months of like uh, struggles, I finally made it. And like three, four days after they closed the border again. So I was like mm. really lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are interesting times for sure. And I know it's hard for you to come back to Europe, right? There is a it's hard, yes. It's a um, yeah. It's a very sensitive topic because I was planning to go back to Italy for uh, for summer holidays, but I couldn't because you can get out of the uh, of China, but then you it's not easy to to come back honestly. Mm. So I will postpone to to Christmas. Let's see. <laughs> Finger crossed because now the situation again it doesn't seem like super. Mm. super nice i mean also here there are some yeah. more cases so they are starting to to close uh, again let's see yeah and how did you end up in marketing <laughs> well, after linguistics I, yeah because um i think that uh i started from psychology because i was uh, i'm really interested in psychology and especially how um, our human brain works, you know? And um, yeah. like why people, they made some choices, why they don't make other choices, why they they prefer to do something or to buy something else. So during COVID time, since I had a little bit more, more time, I started to do some, some courses online and uh, dig more like into marketing. And um, I found that like very like fascinating so yes, I, I started like studying on uh, on my own, and then I also have some, I would say, some marketing mentor, um, some friends of friends. So like they were also somehow like guiding me, and uh, and now I'm here. I'm a, a email account manager, and uh, I really I really enjoy it because it's not like um, how can I say. Mm, uh, it's a dynamic job and uh, it requires also in I like because it's like intellectually demanding so you always have you know like to change strategy to uh, yeah. analyze the data to analyze like people customer behavior so uh, since I'm Gemini and I get bored easily <laughs> I also need something that's um, more dynamic and uh, I think that I, yeah. I I found my way in fact <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, yeah, so thanks for sharing this. Uh, you know these personal stories. It's always interesting how people get into marketing. Uh, almost, I think now we have around seventy episodes so far, and nobody told me that they studied marketing on the university. <laughs> so there is always some something uh, like a twist in the story something happened they changed their interest i also studied geology earth sciences in a university which is really 
different. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's always interesting. Let's talk about iOS 15. So what is iOS 15? What, what uh, I think many e-commerce people, uh, marketers, business owners, they know iOS 14. It came out earlier this year. It really changed the way how Facebook ads work and advertising works. Fortunately, I think it didn't really affect uh, our agency because we focus on retention marketing, email marketing. But iOS 15 will be a bit different. It will affect uh, email marketing much, uh, much more. So what can we expect in short? And then we go into deeper. Okay, so yes, as uh, everybody knows, I think that um, in in the next uh, fall, uh, although there's no like a specific date, uh, the new uh, iOS 15 update will be uh, will be released, and uh, I would say that there are like two main uh, future that will uh, highly impact uh, email marketing and uh, and e-commerce. So the first one is the mail uh, privacy protection, and the second one it's called like a hide my email. So regarding the mail privacy uh, protection, it means that uh, users will be able to hide their IP address, which means that we won't be able to see if uh, those users opened uh, the email or not. So it will like uh, highly impact the, the operate that I will like uh, talk in a, in a few minutes. But it's also important. I don't want to just like a spread panic, like um, it just like a has on because this uh, this future will um, will be available for all people that are using um, Apple Mail, and of course they have uh, Apple devices. And um, and it means that uh, this future will uh, it doesn't like happen automatically, but only if people decide to opt in. So, for example, if we have users that uh, they are not using, they're using other uh, other email Apple that are not, for example, Gmail, so that they are not Apple um, Apple uh, Mail, and uh, even if they are on iOS 15 these um, updates won't be in effect. So uh, it's not easy right now to, to know like how many people will opt in for, uh, for, these, uh, for these updates, but it just, uh, I think that it's important to, to be aware of that. Uh, and also I will give you at the end some key takeaways on how to, to be prepared for that. The, uh, the second uh, future, is the uh, hide my email. It means that uh, people will be able to uh, open uh, marketing emails using an Apple generated and randomized email. So they will be able to not use their, uh, their real email. So I would say that the future uh, marketing emails will go into these like, I would say like burner, uh, burner emails. So these one are the two main uh, main future that we have to uh, to be aware of. So yeah. um, I hope that our audience is not like panicking right now. I, I'm going to give you some 
uh, advices and uh, and suggestions on how yeah, to, sorry, to proceed. Sorry, Valentina. Before we jump into it, so just to sum it up, so mail privacy protection is one, and the other one is hide my email, right? And we can make some panic here, but uh, then we can uh, cool people down afterwards. So uh, yeah, there will be big changes, but uh, you know, I think good marketers they are always uh, up to date and they just know what to do next, so they they don't need to panic. So basically, if I have an iPhone, an Apple device, it can be not just iPhone, but iPad or Mac, and uh, I use the Apple Mail, then this change will affect uh, us. But if it's uh, if it's Gmail, then uh, then it then it doesn't, right? I would say around thirty percent of people they use Apple Mail, and the rest of them they use Gmail on their iPhones. So I have an iPhone too, but I use Gmail as well. And uh, actually, I asked a few friends, and mostly from Europe, and they mostly use Gmail. Uh, and of course, I asked the young younger generation. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I think it's used uh, by older people, maybe more in the US. Um, yeah, because I could be. see I could see the data, some market research that this Apple Mail has like forty percent market share. So. That's that's interesting. Um, we might be safe. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is that uh, there was iOS fourteen, and around ninety six percent, I think that was the number. Ninety six percent of people they uh, didn't want apps to track them. So almost everyone said that they just don't want to be tracked. Um, and I think it's definitely a direction we are going to. And we've been going into this direction for a while because we had GDPR three years ago and and many things. Um, there was the Facebook scandal, iOS 14. So I think things are going into this direction pretty much. And uh, yeah. I and agree. How... Yeah. And uh, yeah, let, let, let's hope that uh, that those uh, that those users want to uh, opt in with uh, for, for these uh, for these updates, and uh, yeah, we can be somehow like uh, safer. That is the, one. The, yeah. Yeah. Go Sorry. ahead. There is one more thing that I am curious about. So hide my email. And what, my email it's very very interesting um, and a little bit like worrisome I would say for email marketers because basically users will be able to use uh, an Apple generated and randomized email which allows them uh, to not use their real email so it means that all the future like email marketing will, will goes into this Apple generated emails, and uh, of course, like it will, uh, it will affect like uh, e-commerce and uh, and email marketing in uh, in general. So these two are the two main uh, main changes that uh, will be will be affected. Yeah, this is the thing that I just don't understand. To be honest, I mean, I know what it means, but how is it possible that people can uh, 
get a random email by Apple to subscribe to something. And for my it, understanding... It's interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah right now we, we, we don't know how, how they're going to do that. Yeah, and uh, there will be a lot of uh, fake email addresses in, uh, in the email list uh, by Apple users. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. What can we do? Oh, well, yes, I will give you some, uh, after this uh, great news, I will give you some uh, advice on, uh, I mean, to be, to be aware of what is happening and uh, yes, to, to be prepared for, uh, for fall and when, when this update will be released. So first of all, I, I will suggest to uh, A-B tests like uh, no tomorrow, <laughs> especially the, the operate because it will be um, heavily affected by these, uh, these new uh, iOS uh, updates. So I would suggest to um, A-B test, for example, the subject line, the, the previews, uh, the time of the day, so the send time or uh, the day of, uh, of the week. For example, right now, in fact, I'm doing a lot of A-B tests in, uh, in this direction. Because is um, if like since now we always uh, email marketers were always used to uh, heavily focusing and rely on uh, the open rate in order to see uh, if the emails were performing well and uh, to see like the the end results. Right now uh, it's time to uh, to change. So we have to start focusing on others' uh, metrics. So um, the second suggestion is to focusing on the click rate uh, and also on the uh, Shopee recency and frequency. So under, better understand like customers' behavior, like how many times, how often they buy, what kind of products. I personally think that uh, focusing on these uh, metrics, so the click rate and the, the Shopee recency and frequency, uh, they can give us much more uh, detailed information about our customers. So I think that consequently, we will be able to, uh, to create more like specific and target uh, campaign plans. So I don't see as like, uh, yeah, a negative, um, a negative things, but also something that we can, uh, we can improve our, our campaign plan. And uh, I would also, another thing that uh, we should do right now is to do uh, list cleaning right now. So we all know how it's important to, to clean the list in order to improve like the open rate and the deliverability and uh, uh, stop sending emails to unengaged customers. Because uh, when this update will be released, uh, it won't be easy to see uh, inactive iOS 15 users. So I would also recommend to, to clean the list. And oh, also... The, sorry, Valentina. Yeah. Maybe many listeners, they don't know how to clean the list because... And actually, let's clarify on this because it has a high importance. So we don't want people to delete their whole email list. But yeah, I think you get it. So how, how it should be done ideally. Yeah, usually uh, what we do is to uh, to clean the list at least once per month. So it means that there's a, there's like specific uh, features to to clean the list. According, if you want to clean the list of people who receive 
10 emails or 20 emails or 50 emails. Usually what happens is that if in the segments um, of unengaged customers, so who didn't open, who didn't click and receive at least uh, 10 emails in the last year, it's too high. Usually what we do is that we increase the number of received emails. So we do, for example, 20 emails. If it's still like too high compared to like the whole list, uh, we go for like 30 and 40 unless there is like a reasonable uh, amount of subscribers because of course we don't want to <laughs> delete to suppress the least um, a huge amount of, of customers and just um, an extra detail is that um, cleaning the list it doesn't mean uh, deleting the data of these customers but it means to to suppress so it means that uh, the data of these uh, customers will remain in Clavio, but those people uh, won't, uh, won't be receiving our emails anymore. Yeah. And also, uh, by cleaning the list, it also reduces uh, the, the monthly, like a, the monthly, like fee, a Clavio fee, because of course, those people, if they are suppressed, they're, they're not going to be impacting the, uh, the Clavio fee. Yeah, exactly. And also, just as a side note, uh, <clears throat> everyone can export it into an Excel spreadsheet. And sometimes we do it with clients because uh, you never know what you can do with those people. Um, sometimes it's a lot of people, like tens of thousands of people or even more. And uh, it's it's an asset. So I know that when a company or, or somebody buys an e-commerce store, one of the sets is their email list and they always ask what is the size and engagement of your email list. So that's why I think many um, e-commerce owners, they don't want to delete this list <clears throat> forever, but at least to have it on a spreadsheet. So it's an asset for sure. Uh, list cleaning is huge. Um, and I think people, they just don't dare to do it many times. They just collect the emails. They have a bunch of email addresses and they don't realize that they pay a lot of money to Clavio for unengaged people who never opens. Uh, yeah, because it's also badly like impact the deliverability and the open rate. So it's really unnecessary to keep those people just to have uh, a higher list. Of course, yeah. like from the outside, the more people you have, the, the better it might look. But in terms of like email marketing and deliverability, it's uh, really much better to, uh, to suppress the unengaged customers. Yeah, let's talk about a bit. Uh, so let's talk about uh, inbox rate and, and list cleaning and segmentation a bit. And I think uh, don't mention the client's name, but recently we had a conversation about this, uh, about the correct uh, time frame of doing it uh, and how much time it takes to increase the revenue and get a good inbox rate. So I think it's a common uh, problem and I think it's also really uh, ignored by people because they cannot see it in Clavio, right? This inbox rate. So what is inbox rate? How can it be measured? Let's start with that. So, yes, as you previously men uh, mentioned, uh, with clients, it's um, somehow like difficult to, to, how can I say, 
to communicate with them because uh, especially if their uh, main goal is uh, the revenue. So which is like uh, the end results of many other like pieces. So um, and you can put many it ad- to the bank as well. <laughs> That's what matters <laughs> exactly. for them at the end of the day. Yes, I mean, I, I can understand, of course, that like the end goal is, of course, to, to increase the revenue and uh, they care about uh, the, the final results. But in order to achieve a great final result, so a great uh, revenue, um, it's important to uh, first focusing on the open rate and uh, the click rate, so the inbox rate. So, of course... Every, every client has a different situation, has like a different past experience. For example, some clients that uh, their lease was not like warmed up because they, they never sent email campaigns or uh, some clients, they were already sending some like random campaigns, but without following like a, a, clear, uh, a clear strategy. So what I, what I suggest and I usually do with my client is to like, first of all, make them uh, think about uh, those, uh, those important points and say to them that the deliverability in email marketing is the first thing that we have to uh, pay attention to. So uh, I had uh, a situation where um, the revenue were, was, was high, but uh, the open rate was uh, was bad, so it was like below ten uh, percent. Usually, the open rate should be uh, at least fifteen percent and and above. So yeah. the, the the problem in that situation was I wanna more revenue, like I wanna each email to have uh, like X amount of revenue, but at the same time you cannot keep like I'm at least uh, at least in my in my situation uh, with that list. Um, it, it's not possible to keep, you know, like a, a high open rate and a high revenue, especially at the beginning, at the early stages, uh, which we are right now. So the first thing is that we have to uh, be patient because, uh, of course, the results, uh, they don't come like uh, immediately. So I, I suggest to uh, pursue like a long-term strategy means that okay maybe at the beginning the revenue is not that high but we are working on the open rate and the click rate and as long as the open rate and clicker are um, are good are great we can start like expanding the segmentation and of course then the revenue will consequently grow uh, but this is like in, in a long-term perspective so it's not like fast money but uh, it will take a little bit more but it will long-lasting whereas yeah. the other option it might be the short-term option which means fast money uh don't care like uh, you, you just care about the revenue you don't care about the open rate and the click rate so the open rate is like below 10 percent uh but it's a short-term uh strategy which i like you can run the risk to really uh, messed up like the list and um, and to go into the spam folder that I personally think that it's the, the worst scenario ever uh, even worse than the unsubscription because it's much it's much better that uh, customers unsubscribe than yeah. uh, going to this, the spam folder because it's very also difficult to, to get out of uh, of that situation after yeah yeah so we I remember we offer two options to this client and 
<clears throat> one was continuing their current strategy, which is basically they sent to the whole list all the time. Open rate, click rate was low. It generated okay-ish revenue because everyone got the emails now. But maybe in a few months, weeks, their revenue will decrease because they always get into spam. Or um, we started segmenting the list, started segmenting to fewer, much fewer people. Open rate, click rate will be higher, but with much less people. And the revenue will be lower because we send it to less people. But after a few weeks, we start uh, sending to more and more people. We build up the open rate, click rate, let's say. We also clean the list at the same time. And in this case, the revenue yes. will be higher in the long term, right? And exactly that was the uh, topic of this conversation with the client, that they have to be patient. And uh, yeah, I think this was early August, late July, two weeks ago yes. or something. And in like two months, I think this, this will be okay. So... Um, I could also see bigger and smaller email lists. It depends on the size list. So if, it, if it's only five, ten thousand 10,000 people, it takes like two weeks to build this up. But if the list is like 200,000 people, it takes probably months to build this up. You have to segment a lot, um, clean the list. Um, you must be careful because you don't want to delete that list or a big part of it. So it depends on the list size as well. But I think it's really um, underrated topic and probably because it's not in Klaviyo. So we use a third-party tool for this and uh, we can see the real inbox rate. Um, Klaviyo just shows the open rate, click rate, revenue. But if your open rates, click rates are low, below the numbers you said below like 15 and 10 percent then there is a high chance that your email is going to spam and uh, you should try a third-party tool to measure it um i'm saying this to everyone so i think it's really important um let's go back to ios 15 so anything else you want to share about it like any strategies what to do uh maybe the campaign plan how it should be uh, changed because of this? Actually, uh, it's hard to say because um, the most important information is the one that we were discussing before. And yeah, I, I would really like recommend to, to work on the open rate right now because, um, and also like for, for us, like email marketers to get used to, uh, to look at other metrics. Because yes, as I as I said before, mm. we were only focusing on the operate. So uh, I think that um, I, I cannot give you right now like clear suggestion regarding the, the campaign plan because I think that it will depend on uh, each client's like uh, audience and uh, and behaviors. Yeah. So just keep track of uh, the recency and frequency, like the shopping recency and uh, and frequency. And, uh, and after that, after like analyzing those, uh, those data, you will be able to create a more like specific and target, uh, campaign plan. So as I said before, I think that we will be able to be more, yes, more, more, more specific with, uh, with our campaign plan. 
Yeah. And hopefully our customer will like them more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially that Q4 is coming, the holidays are coming. And now it's August when we record this. Um, I think August and September is the time to build up the holiday season, really. If you started this in November, then it's quite late. I remember we had a, not just one, multiple guys who came to us end of, at, at the end of October and November last year. And it's quite late to get started with holiday um, campaigns. Then you have to build this up. You have to build up a good open rate, good inbox rate. So in um, November, December, you can send them a lot of promotions and it will make good revenue. So, so yeah. Um, thank you, Valentina, for uh, coming here today and sharing all of these. I know you did a lot of research on this topic. So our clients, you benefit from those, I'm sure. And uh, thanks everyone who listened to us today and uh, stay tuned. We are coming out a new episode every week. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm happy that everything worked out. Yeah, Zoom was much better. Just uh, mm. we cannot go live with Zoom. So, so yeah. But yeah, it was but either way, like if um, if we had to cut the one from uh, from last time, it wouldn't. I mean, no, we could have gone live with the, with this one only, but to do the the whole video should know. be edited. I didn't think about it yet uh, about the live stream, but the podcast will be good. The audio file will be cut, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also had uh, like a microphone, but with this computer, there's no the the USB, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't able to use it. You have a Mac? Yeah, I mean it's not mine. <laughs> I heard that there are there is no uh, USB on Mac, right? No, this is not Mac. This is the 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 Chromebook. Ah, and there is no uh, USB. There is no USB. Wow. The the Mac it, it has, but. Actually, I mean, it's a great computer, but it has a lot of limitations. So, for example, uh, I cannot use Firefox because it's not supported. I cannot uh, use WeChat that here in China we, we use yeah, it, yeah. that it's not supported. Mm. Um, there's no the USB. Um, it's yeah, Google, I, I, Google I just, Chrome, right? That's Google Chrome, Chrome yeah. Yeah, I think that's why they don't uh, support WeChat. They are competitors, I guess. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I might I might change it. Can you use a Word document? Or it's yeah. not. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. I have an uh, ASUS Zenbook for like three years, and the battery is bad now. It lasts like one minute, so it's useless. Oh, really? At the beginning, it lasted like five, six hours. So that was one of the reasons why I bought this. Um, I think the best battery is a MacBook Pro. So mm. guys who have it and I know them, they've been using it for even five years and the battery lasts still like three, four hours. It's crazy good. Wow, that's great. But, but have you tried to, to change like the battery only? 
Sorry? Ah, uh, ah I, di- uh, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I could. I could. I, I think like a battery is maximum $100. Mm. Mm. But I don't really go out or, you know, there is a plug everywhere. So I just don't care much. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's All see right. what's the new upgrade. Hmm? Now, what's the, if there's going to be an upgrade to uh, the, the computer, if you're going to change it or not? Ah, uh, the battery. Um, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, the battery or the, or the computer. Are, are you in, more interested in change like the battery or like buy a new one? None of them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just fine as I am with this laptop now um yeah maybe i will get a battery but it's fine um yeah sometimes when i was in the u.s it was bad because um yeah i needed this uh you know the plugs are different and sometimes i forgot i I forgot the plug at home and i couldn't use my laptop that's that's bad Um, Mm. yeah and what did you do with that in that case nothing really uh, i use my phone yeah the plug is in china is it the same as in europe or different no it's different it has uh three dots mm, okay. and, and the two the two above are not like round but uh are two lines uh-huh, uh-huh. but but there, there are also the um, the two the two dots which is the same okay. as uh, as europe so it depends uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so uh thanks Valentina again and uh thank you, see you later today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% e-commerce email marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode, and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.